Hi, I'm Mr. Cummins, and I want to answer the question why our school matters. The first thing that came to mind is the fact that I've been in this school district for decades now. I got my first job over at the middle school, and my wife and I decided to send all of our three kids through the, through the school district. I, I guess the biggest thing in my department is probably the fact that in a rural area, we, we need vocational ag-related courses in our curriculum to teach them some real-world skills, in, a, in addition to the academic areas, obviously. But uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, our entire ecosystem here that we've got at the high school is, is pretty vital to these students' success. Hi, I'm Mr. Ryden. I'm Sophia Rains. And this is Our School Matters, a podcast where we talk to the teachers, students, staff, and administrators of RCCU1 about what matters to them. So we've got some beautiful weather out there, Sophia. Mm-hmm. It's getting <laughs> you hot. You know what that means. You children want <laughs> are out. crazy. They totally do. Uh, my classes, uh, you can just feel it. The rising a bit of like a little bit of obstinance, uh, mm-hmm. just a little bit of extra like in a chatter a little bit more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A little less willing to get get some work done. They're they're not horrible, but it's you can you feel the like the animal nature of them starting they're to get out. They're looking wistfully out the windows. <laughs> they sure are. And they're thinking about running and biking and being outside in the sun. Well, that actually is a great transition to my next guest because I know teachers are also getting very anxious oh, about yeah. getting outside. And my next guest uh, is an avid biker. He uh, cycles to school every day that weather allows. So you might see Mr. Cummins out there riding on his bike. And that is what he talked about wanting to do a lot this summer. And also at his upcoming retirement is just get out more. So that interview is with Mr. Brian Cummins of the uh, trades department. He teaches construction and he teaches the wiring. And I should know the names of those classes off the top of my head right now, but I don't. So I'll just say that. Brian and I talked about how he's retiring at the end of next year, but only from teaching. He is going to keep very busy with construction projects and basically, I'm sure, as an independent contractor. I said he's already got a bunch lined up for this summer, and uh, it, I'm sure it won't stop after next one as well. He also has done construction for the sets for the musicals for the last several years, and so him retiring next year puts us in a bit of a quandary. We're really hoping to find somebody else uh, new, so if you know somebody that wants to, work for a reasonably small amount of money (laughs) to help build sets for the high school productions. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. But anyway, we talked about the kind of kids that are drawn to the trades department generally, as well as other kids that kind of find their way there, what his plans are for next year, his last year, and about his flock, because Mr. Cummins is also a minister. So here is my interview with Mr. Cummins. Mr. Cummins, thank you so much for agreeing to this interview and for coming in today. I really appreciate the time. Absolutely. 
I know our, our preps are <laughs> uh, very valuable, precious time. And to give one up, I, I really do appreciate it. Sure. Did you go right into teaching, or were you? Did you work in uh, like as a contractor first? Or? No, no. Uh, you know, kind of like a lot of high school seniors, I was sitting there in the spring of my senior year, going, "What am I? <laughs> where am I headed from here? I don't know what I'm going to do next." And I actually, had three high school teachers approach me. They separately, they had no idea that they were all talking to me and said, "Hey, you really need to look into education as a career." couple coaches that I really respected that I that I had in high school that uh, kind of prodded along that direction as well no no one single moment uh-huh. <laughs> just just you know the skies didn't open up and, and and say hey you need to do this it was a kind of a long drawn out process mm-hmm. um, to try to figure out how do I fit into this whole educational process when, you know, I, I like to work on motors. I like to get out and do construction stuff. How can I get that? So that was already a, a yeah interest in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you go, but right after high school then, did you start college right away or was it still some time before you, it took me a decade before I got, I, I didn't start teaching until I turned 30 in my first month of teaching. So I had a bit of an arc. Did you go right into school? I, I was, yeah, I was, I went to OCC right after graduating at, at Red Hill. Yeah. And Hill, went, okay. to, went to OCC for two years and then transferred to SIU for the, the ag education program. Excellent. So yeah, I was, I was pretty, I was pretty green whenever I started yeah. teaching. I can't imagine. Uh, I felt pretty green at 30 and <laughs> I can't imagine still basically being a kid. I yeah. Mean, 22. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do you remember your first day teaching by any chance? My first day, I was scared to death. Yeah. But what I really remember is the the first week. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I opened up at the middle school. I was teaching at the middle school. Mm-hmm. Was that and where was that? Was that in this district? Have yeah. You just been? Yeah, I've been. So you in spent the district, your whole career the whole here, but at a couple been different in the buildings. District. Yeah. So I was at the middle school, and at that time, they had a really really strict rule about chewing gum in the building. Yeah. And. Uh, so, so you had to, so you're the I warrior was, that has to fight that battle. Well, no, I was the dumb idiot that said to my classes, hey, you guys can chew gum in my room. I don't care. <laughs> and, and so then word got out to the older teachers, hey, Mr. Cummins is letting his kids chew gum. Yeah. And now they're walking out in the hallway with their gum. Uh-huh. So Eroding my, my the strict uh, code of discipline. My tail end got hauled into the principal's office. <laughs> And uh, I was that in your first week? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Got a serious chewing for for letting them chew gum in in my classroom. And so then I had to be the bad guy and go back and say, "Okay, guys, you can no longer chew gum. So then then I was getting it from both sides. And uh, so that that's the biggest thing I remember about the first part of my my teaching was a lot of mistakes yeah a lot of mistakes oh sure oh boy i've made mine for sure (laughs) that one that sounds intense like being called down to the principal's office oh when only a few years before that meant about the same thing but uh, but in a different way (laughs) oh that's hilarious i take it it smoothed out a little bit after that how long do you Uh, think it took you to really find your feet as a teacher and 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 to where i mean or have you i guess is a real question but yeah i mean i i started originally i was teaching math just, oh, okay. I didn't just because that. that was the job that was open, and I had enough math classes. Uh-huh. I didn't you know, really, really go to school for math education, but right. I had enough background in math uh-huh. that that I got a job teaching math. Okay. So actually, I was the first nine years really? in a seventh grade math class. Wow. So do you so, feel like you ever got 
mastery of that, or do you feel like you were always just filling that spot? No, no. It was. I mean, at that point, we didn't have block schedule, mm-hmm. so it was math seven times a day, the mm-hmm. same exact class. Oh wow, that's so. <laughs> you do that for nine years, you kind of get, get the hang. You better of it. get good at it, or you're not paying attention right. to yourself. <laughs> and and then and then the stuff started opening up in the vocational department. So I taught part of the day at, at the middle school, ah. and then moved to the high school. Then. Do you think so. you could still teach a seventh grade math class? Do you think you still have the skills? I mean, I, I think most teachers can that have t- taught as long as you have, especially, or even as I have, could jump into about any classroom with a lesson plan and do okay. Right. But uh, do you feel like the discipline has changed a lot since then? Or I mean, just just going off of what my own kids were bringing home yeah. for homework, it, a lot of it's the same, but just kind of a different different approach, I guess uh-huh. you would say. Yeah, than there's different the, methods now, I would yeah, noticed, yeah, that would be a good way to put it. Just yeah. just a different way of approaching how how problems are solved and not, not quite so much on the, hey, I got the right answer, but how did you get there? Give me all the steps you got to get there. When you came over here, who was teaching in the uh, over in the trades or, or at Ag and all that stuff at that point? Mr. Steber had gotten here by that point. Okay. Mr. Van Dyke was here by that point. Mm. Mr. Henderson was here. And then, uh, you know, several people that have retired. Uh-huh. Mr. Iyer, Sam Iyer was here. Mr. Murray was also here in this department. So the, the department has somewhat dwindled over the years. Out of those teachers, did you have like a mentor coming in into that? Or did you already feel pretty cozy going into that department because you had a history with it? What were your thoughts about integrating into that after being a math teacher for so long? I, I knew all those guys that yeah. were teaching over here. Mr. Henderson had actually, I actually took his spot at the middle school because mm-hmm. he moved to the high school full-time in the vocational department in the construction mm-hmm. program. So I was kind of following in his footsteps. And then as, uh, as, as folks retired, then I was able to come over full-time to the high school then mm-hmm. at that point yeah mr mr henderson was was the guy that i was following and and you know led me kind of along the way mm-hmm. it's what i'd gone to school for yeah to begin with right but it was nice to have somebody to say hey here's how we handle stuff in the shop and here's here's how we do you know the the, the programs that we have to offer here's some things to keep in mind uh-huh. i guess you could say yeah is there a lot of crossover or was there at that point from math to because i suppose oh in construction and in uh House wiring class. Yeah, house, yeah. The house wiring class, the house yeah. Wiring class. I'm sure there's a, lot, there's a lot of math involved in that. So is there a lot of crossover between yeah. math teachers and it, trades? It's nice to have a real-world application for what they – because the folks in the math department do a tremendous job. Of, uh-huh. of, but, you know, they're, they're, they're more focused on, on getting all the skill set that the kids need by the time they get to the testing and stuff going on. Uh-huh. And so then we can take what they've taught them skill-wise and mm-hmm. say, okay, now this is where you're going to use it mm-hmm. outside uh, in a real-world setting, mm-hmm. let's say. Whether it's figuring building materials, uh-huh. the slope pitch of a roof, mm-hmm. um, how do you lay out a stairway, yeah. how do you know all the all the uh, the formulas like you mentioned, getting into the CAD design class, mm-hmm. you know, there's tons of stuff they have to do math-wise in that type of setting where now we've got it where they can they can use it mm-hmm. they the math teachers had to do the hard job of teaching the skill now yeah. i get to do the fun part of, of using of that skill in it. a real world fun right. practical application yeah. if they yeah. want to do hands-on so so definitely hands off to those folks on that topic then of your students that are using this is there a type of kid i mean there's obviously people could make a guess about the type of kid that gravitates towards the trades do you see a type there 
typically they're the they're the students that like to do the hands-on stuff mm -hmm. not so much of the book work mm -hmm. they they like to get dirty they like to get greasy they don't mind wearing boots to class because we need steel toe shoes to do yeah. some stuff mm -hmm. um they they've and and many of them have got some hands-on some of them don't have much hands-on experience and they've never picked up a circular saw before and you uh -huh. get a you get to walk them through the you know the safety aspect and how to use this uh -huh. thing correctly but for the most part they've got some hands-on skills whether it's in automobiles construction what whatever your whatever area you're so talking about been, the, uh, you get like a gearhead and yeah. like kids that have maybe from their family a lot probably worked right. on a shop at home or on the cars at home and so and, like and then we can take it from there yeah and, and show them you know so so it makes it it makes it easier for us if they've got a little background but it's not necessary i mean they don't have to have had that to to get to get a you know uh, into our program what are some of the biggest careers that are related to the trades department that have really changed rapidly since you started well oh, first of all mm -hmm. The, the demand just for, for the folks that can do that kind of work is just incredibly high right now. Higher than uh, you would say before? Oh, yeah. I mean, folks, folks that are my age that are reaching retirement, that are in these industries, mm -hmm. they're, they're retiring too. And there's, there's this huge vacuum that's created mm -hmm. as they're retiring. And there's not a lot of younger folks filling the gap. So there's less kids, you'd say, coming out of trades programs or have an interest in that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I, I, I try to focus my students' thinking into if you're willing to work, mm -hmm. they'll teach you what they want you to know. You can go to Toyota. They'll send you to mm -hmm. school. They'll pay uh -huh. for your school. They'll, they'll If they can find a quality person. Mm -hmm. Reliable people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They'll they'll invest in you yeah Interesting. And, and but you've got to be willing to take the steps yeah they're not going to come looking for you uh -huh. they want you but they can't find you you've got you've got to you've got to put yourself out there and you've got to be willing to do what they ask you can't you can't show up to work three days a week and expect them to want to make an investment in you right what do you think are some of the biggest growing industries right now like you mentioned toyota so you mean like Manufacturing or assembling. Plants I, I, I or? would say basically anything that's that's a that's a a blue collar skill. Mm -hmm. I get I get contractors in the only area quite frequently that mm -hmm. catch me at Hearns or 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 yeah. and they'll they'll say hey if you've got somebody this, we're needing some some guys this summer have you got somebody uh -huh. plumbers electricians all of that kind of hands on stuff. They're needing people to work. I mean, you Do drive you down, you kids? drive down Main Street, you see mm -hmm. help wanted signs all the time for yeah. fast food yeah, and stuff true. like that. But it it it's saturating into these hands-on uh -huh. occupations as well. Do you see kids taking those opportunities when you? I mean, do you tell kids about it and see them jumping at it? Do you see maybe a little mix of it or? Uh, the the ones that are willing to work mm -hmm. will will take the bull by the horns and and, jump and yeah make some money over the summer absolutely yes yeah. yeah does that pay very well for kids that go into that I mean they they need the help so but you always younger people they tend to get paid a little bit less but do they do they know their value um, when they're going out there you know it, it's hard to compete sometimes with like Walmart DC in the area that's, sure. that's around twenty five twenty seven dollars an hour mm -hmm. I, I you know I can't guarantee them that they would start out 
where they could start out at a place like Walmart DC. But I try to tell them, you've just got to be willing to work. They're not, if you're going to show up for work and do what they ask, they're not going to get rid of you. Mm -hmm. They they can't afford to get rid of somebody that's productive. Right. They they can't find somebody that's productive Mm -hmm. to replace you with. So you you might not start out exactly where you want to be salary wise, mm-hmm. but you're you're valuable to them, and they're probably if you go in within the first year and say, hey, I'd like to get a raise. Yeah. They're and, and you've proven yourself. Uh-huh. They're probably not going to back away and go, no, I can't, I can't, I can't reason. afford that. Yeah. Well, they can't afford not to. Yeah. So I suppose it's less. I think that one big difference that would be appealing would be. You know, Walmart DC, uh, you're in it and you're there, and that's, that's your life now. Right. <laughs> Not that it wouldn't be with construction, but that tends to change, and you can have a, one job and then go on to another or something like that. Yes. Yeah. That Walmart, it's, it's all in. <laughs> what do you think is one of the most valuable lessons that your classes overall bring to children? If there's like one lesson, not a life lesson, but one like specific lesson that you teach that you wish every kid you could just sort of stamp it into them so they wouldn't forget. <laughs> Responsibility, taking responsibility for your own learning, taking responsibility for your actions. Mm-hmm. Real life has deadlines. Yes. And when you don't show up with your property taxes on time, they're not going to say, well, bring it tomorrow, we'll let it slide. That comes with a penalty. Yeah, it's and, a and name in the paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a fine, and yep. you know, you don't show up for court. And well, potentially losing your property if you put it out too long. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, you know, we've got curriculum, we've got content, we've got yeah. that kind of stuff that we that we use, obviously. Uh-huh. But you know, there's more to the person that graduates from RCHS than yeah. just hey, did they did they take all the graduation requirements? Right. They, they, you know, the person that we want to graduate from here needs to be a, a well-rounded individual that's, that's got it together mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, they're a young adult now. Yeah. <laughs> they're not the freshman kid that walked through the door, you know, four years ago not having a clue what's going on. They, they need to be able to, to walk out there and pretty well do things on their own at this uh-huh. point. There's, there's lots of ways to teach that kind of stuff, but when it all boils down to it, they, they've got they've got to uh, they got to want to learn. In the English department, I can definitely say I've seen like all of us have seen changes in our kids over the generation, and we change in our perception of them changes as well. But I think a lot of us in the English department or other departments, especially in uh, I don't know like soft skills or whatever you'd call them, you know, we see technology is really taking over in sometimes a very negative way. Mm-hmm. Kids have changed over the course of your career. But a lot of your work is sort of hands-on. Do you think that is the technology outweighing the benefits outweighing the um, drawbacks, or do you have just as many kids that won't get off their damn phones in your class? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the biggest thing that it seems like in our area that we fight is is just the the I don't care yeah sort uh, of attitude. Yeah. Do you feel like that's increased since oh, you yeah. started? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know the the quality of work that they're satisfied with. You know uh, whether we're building something in the wood shop and we're and they're working on a porch swing, or whether we're working on a you know a construction shed or or, or cleaning somebody's car. Mm-hmm. You know they'll stay in the room for a while. You know till the bell rings, but they don't really care what the car looks like when they get done with it. If it's still got mud all over the side of it, well, it, we don't go. care. Yeah, and that's something that society as a whole. 
mm-hmm. probably is struggling with that. I mean, I, I got a big thing on my board that says, I don't care, we'll ruin your life. Every aspect. I mean, it's your marriage, your relationships, uh-huh. your job, your, what you name it. You go into it with, I don't care. Don't expect much out of out of what you're what you're uh, experiencing. That's very wise. So, I, I really like that. Well, I don't know about wise, but <laughs> I, I think it absolutely. I think that's the core of wisdom, right there. Of you get back what you put in, in a way. Yeah. What, do you see a quality in kids that excel, like the kids that do the best, and the kids that you're like, that kid is going to do well and and be successful? What What do you think? Uh, if you could put a name to that, what would that be? Pro- probably persistence. Uh-huh. They 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 don't they're not worried about an initial failure. They're not worried about hey I didn't do quite so good on this, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it all in the garbage. Uh-huh. They stick to things. When they tell you they're going to do something, they're gonna do it, whether it's more difficult than they thought at the beginning, mm-hmm. or smooth sailing from there on out. They they have this this uncanny ability to carry out what they have made it made a commitment to mm-hmm. a lot of kids when the going gets tough they get going yeah. they, they don't they don't stick around if you're asking me more than just hey i can copy and paste this answer into my assignment oh, then yeah. i'm out i don't i don't want to think for myself mm-hmm. i don't want to have to summarize something for you mm-hmm. if i can't copy it down off of the internet and literally highlight it and hit copy paste i'm tapping out on this one and the, the students that are successful don't stop there. Uh-huh. They're willing to go the extra mile. They want to make sure that the question has three parts to it. Mm-hmm. Student A answers the first part and goes right. on, doesn't even realize that yeah. there's a part two or doesn't care that there's a part two and a part three. Yeah, these, these kids, they, they, they read the question, they answer the question, then they go back and reread the question just to make sure their answer fits what the question said. That's the kind of kid that's gonna be successful. What are some of the biggest problems facing educators today? I would say the the family dynamics mm. is tough. We even unknowingly most of the time deal with students that haven't been home for several nights. They're hopping from friend to friend to friend's house and and parents aren't supportive in any way. And that's that's tough for a kid this age to deal with. And sometimes we realize it, sometimes we recognize it, sometimes we don't. For the student to be successful in that sort of situation, they've gotta be a really strong-willed yeah. person to be able to show up when they've got no support system going yeah. whatsoever and find a way to make it happen. That, to care. That, yeah. They're gonna care after, yeah, I, I, I see it so much and the more I open my eyes the more I see it of kids that they've not slept at home or at home they're terrified or yeah and then they show up here and it probably does tend to be our most uh, the students that really stick in our cross sometimes mm-hmm. you know I've, I try to always remember like you know, where's this kid coming from you know, sometimes maybe they're just being a snot because they're a kid but other times it's because they've had a really bad time <laughs> or a really yeah. bad I- while and you they, ask they're used to interacting with people in ways that are this sort of snotty and you mm-hmm. know a disrespectful way mm-hmm. because that's how they're treated and every third word is a yeah. foul word uh-huh. and you ask about first year of teaching a little bit ago and I just mm-hmm. now remember yeah. talking about this I, I had a kid named Ricky in my in my math class yeah and whole first semester he failed he didn't do hardly any homework mm-hmm. he sat in the back room all by himself uh-huh. had nobody to talk to yeah so I, I caught him after Christmas break right after we got back, and I, I said, hey, Ricky, I said, I, I, know, I know you're probably dealing with a lot of stuff that I don't mm-hmm. know about. Mm-hmm. 
I said, but I, th I think you've got more in you than you're giving me. Mm -hmm. I said, if you can get a C this nine weeks, I said, I'll take you to, out to eat somewhere. Uh -huh. Any, anywhere you want to go, I'll take uh -huh. you out to eat normally. Okay? So he actually, I mean, he turned on the afterburners. He got like a B, I think. Really? That nine weeks. And so, so I went to him, you know, report cards came out. And I said, all right. I said, I, I told you that I yeah. would, you know, we'd do whatever you wanted to go. Uh -huh. He said, well, I, I really don't have any place that I want to go. But he said, I've never had a haircut. Oh, my gosh. So this seventh grade kid oh my had God. never been to a barbershop before. That's insane. I, oh. And so, so he said, would you take me to get my haircut? Oh, wow. And I said, absolutely. Yeah. So we went up to the to the and he was scared to death. I really? mean, you've seen little been there. you've seen little kids in the barber chair. You yeah. know how they're freaking out a little bit. He wow. was freaking out what, a little bit. Do you bit. remember what barber it was, by any chance? Uh, Steve Buzzer. Oh, really? Okay. Steve Buzzer. Uh -huh. Yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. And we got his haircut, and then we went somewhere to eat, Jeff. Yeah. But I can't even honestly yeah. tell you where in town we went to eat. But yeah. that that so I've always tried to look for a Ricky. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. You know, and, and they're in there. It's I, I, I wish that we could tell people that weren't in this business of educating young people and knowing the community that there's guarantee there's kids like that here. Maybe not specifically that haven't had a haircut, but that story isn't foreign to no, educators. Absolutely it's, not. It's not. You're the one that ran into somebody like that. I, I run into stuff like that all the time. Yep. And it's it really does. It puts me back in my place a little bit when I get a little, mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, these kids, you know, <laughs> and it yep. makes me remember like. They are kids, yeah. and yeah. a lot of them are going through way more than, than we have any clue. Yeah. yeah, for sure. We'll be right back after this message. So, Sophia, you got a pretty big event coming up. Do you want to tell us all about it? Yeah, so on Wednesday, April 26th, from 5 to 7 p.m., the Richland County CEO program will be hosting their 2023 trade show. Yay. That's going to be here at the high school, which is, if you don't know, 1200. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, 1200 East Laurel Street, only Illinois. And that's going to be, again, from five to seven. It's going to have all 11 CEO students and their business with products, with products and services and kind of just there. So if you want to come check us out, buy some stuff or just kind of see what we've got going on down here. That's again going to be on Wednesday, April 22nd. And so what are some of the uh, small businesses? What, what is yours first is what you should. Okay. Well, I first. run Soul Hair Care, mm -hmm. which is a line of solid shampoos and conditioners. The other ones we'll have available are Soul Hair Care, Thorn Barbecue, Timber Pack, Full Throttle Co., Caldwell's Auto Detailing, Braden's Mellow Mustard, Charcuterie by Chloe, Chick and Noodles, Tailor Made Cleaning Services, Mirror of Perfection, and Teed Up Golf Shop. That sounds awesome. Really great uh, businesses made by high school students, seniors here. They're in the CEO program, which is an awesome program run by Mrs. Gray here at the school. So once again, that is the CEO 2023 trade show open to the public 5 to 7 on uh, April 26th. That's in the Auxiliary Gym. That's the new mm -hmm. gym here at Richland County High School. See you there. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Now back to the show. You've been doing this for a long time and you're heading into your first summer, or I'm sorry, no, your first summer, your last summer break, potentially, <laughs> assuming that, you know, because yep. next year is your last year. Yep. So this isn't your last summer, but it's your last summer break. 
uh, in the future that'll be the big break, you know. But, right. Um, right. Do you have any, just to start, do you have any big plans for this summer to, to make it just to relax a bit and prepare for this last year? Or you got some big um, plans? My wife and I have talked about two of the three kids we have at home are not in mm-hmm. the house anymore. They're yeah. in the St. Louis area. So we're uh-huh. uh, we're going to try to get together with them um, to uh, to maybe take some sort of a vacation. I, I usually typically do construction work all summer. Uh-huh. And uh, haven't really taken lots of vacation time, but yeah. you know now that things are uh, the mix is a little bit different now. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to try to do that. I'm sure I'll do uh, construction work. That's that's one of my hobbies that I, mm-hmm. I enjoy doing that kind of stuff. But you know, God's always been a really important part of my life, and uh-huh. and I I'm a pastor at a, at a small church each weekend, and and uh, so. How did uh, I not remember this? Yeah. So uh, so. You know, I'll have more time to dedicate to that. I kind didn't of know stuff. that. It's just you get to know. I've known uh, one other teacher that was also a pastor on the weekends at a very small church, and mm-hmm. I just I, I knew this a while ago, and I just absolutely yep. forgot. So yep. tell me about your uh, your church. Tell me about your flock. Tell me about your experience with that. How it, long have you been doing that? Um, twenty eighteen, I think, was okay. the first year we did that. Uh-huh. Um, it's in Lancaster, on kind uh-huh. of on the way to Mount Carmel. Lancaster United Methodist Church. Basically, long story short, they were struggling finding pastors. Uh-huh. It's a, it was a very small congregation, yeah. al- almost ready to shut things down. Yeah. So my pastor at our current church uh-huh. at Beulah came and said, hey, they're looking for a pastor. Would you be willing to, to go down on Sunday mornings and uh-huh. bring a message and stuff? I yeah. said, I, I don't really feel That's qualified to do that, but yeah, sure, yeah, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I can. And then, you know, COVID came around about a year and a half after uh-huh. we'd been there. COVID hit and kind of shut things down for a while. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> we, uh, we were out in the middle of nowhere yeah. and didn't really get checked on a whole lot. Sure. So we kind of went back before everybody else yeah. did. Uh-huh. So a lot of folks that they couldn't get into their regular church uh-huh. started coming Oh wow! There. So did you guys grow? Have oh yeah, you grown since. Then? So yeah, uh, well, I think we had six or seven when we first went down there, and we're, uh-huh. we're typically in the forties now. Wow! So that's the opposite direction most churches yeah. are, uh, especially most traditional churches are going. A lot, lot of sweet uh, most people. Most of them are uh, are dwindling down. You see the yeah. attendance less and less. Well, do you so, enjoy it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. Are you feeling your feet there now? This is oh, still yeah. kind of new, so yeah. you feel. I mean, I'm not. I, I do, it's it's you know in Wabash County so I'm kind of detached it's uh-huh. it's 30 miles from the house so I don't you know I, see. I don't uh, I don't have a whole lot of, of knowledge of what's going on you know community wise yeah. a lot of times but yeah the, the very very sweet people when do Super you write good. your sermons Saturday morning Saturday morning Saturday and you get morning. it you got a certain time you get it done um, I'm an early morning person okay. always have been so I get up early and usually usually by noon or a little after it's it's ready to go and then the rest of the day is whatever whatever happens yeah. happens on Saturday. So I'm a I'm a preacher's kid. I'm a PK. My dad, oh really? He he was the preacher out at uh, Trinity Lutheran. Yeah. And we moved down here to go to Trinity. That's why I'm in this area and why my family got sort of attached to here. And he did. It was I, I couldn't tell you exactly, but I know that would be a question on his mind to some extent because he's retired now. But he for so long in his career, like me, procrastinator. And it would be Saturday nights and stuff like that, right. and just like oh, just trying to just pouring over it and not really knowing how to approach it from a uh, almost a manufacturer point of view of like it's got to be done right here, and I will have a process. 
but his process, much like mine, was to panic about it, and then your mind <laughs> clears up when the deadline is looming. Uh, so that's that's interesting, yeah. Starting that later on, though, as a teacher, though, you get it's the same thing where I've yeah. got things now. I'm much better about some things <laughs> yeah. than when I started, and, and much more prepared. So. I suppose some of that informed it. Are, are you going to continue on with that after yeah. you, uh, so that you don't have any plans to retire from that? Nope, not really. Uh, next year, you're going to be out of here. Do you? Ha what is your thought for next year during the school year? Do you have any plans for the school year? Are you just planning on going business as usual? Or are you looking forward to savoring a year that it's, it's a thing? Um, what are your thoughts? I don't know, Jeff. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna back off the throttle any. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be till the very last day. I'm gonna be there doing what I've always done. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't have it any other way. You know, I'm sure there'll be some some reminiscing and and yeah. some things that uh, you know I'll I'll think about along the way. It, it was it was kind of strange when our kids were going through two two of the three kids of Darla and I's kids uh -huh. actually took my classes. Oh, uh huh. So yeah, I uh, had my son in English class. That was a trip. Yeah, <laughs> it was fine. We got along. Absolutely. And he was very quiet, but it was very. I was very aware of it. Yeah, and, and so so they they were kind of spread out a bit. Yeah. And for about eight years, I always had a kid at the high school. Mm -hmm. Well, last year Garrett graduated, so this is the yeah. first year that I've not had one of my kids literally in the building uh -huh. with me all the time. Yeah. I didn't think it would make that much difference, but oh, it, it, it kind of does. Yeah. It really does. I'm it, two I years mean, into what should be a, hopefully only a seven-year yeah. just because they so, will get through because the other yeah. one's going to follow in right mm -hmm. after. Yep. And, and, you know, I've been, I've been in school literally since 1974. Yeah. Either as a student or a, a teacher, teacher, I've not. Yeah. Every August, I've gone back to school. Yeah. <laughs> every every you know uh -huh. for 32, 33 years, yeah. every August I've had something to do. Well, <laughs> that that last August, yeah. I will be like, okay, yeah, <laughs> it's 5:30. I'm supposed to be up and getting ready to go to school, but yeah. I don't have to get ready to go to school anymore. Yeah, that, so. it's an odd thought. Like yeah. I, when I started, I thought, and in my first years up until fairly recently, I just constantly felt like. I don't see myself now doing anything else. I can't imagine retirement. I don't know that I want to. And now I'm not like, well, oh, get me the heck out of here. But <laughs> I am very much like, like I can see that I will be ready someday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can see that in the horizon. Mm -hmm. I, I wonder what the, what it'll be like. And, you know, like, it, will, will you notice the lasts? You know, like, oh, this is my last yep. first day of school and all that. I mean, yep. I, I think that's the way my brain works. Yep. And how, I would, how that whole year would pan out. I just constantly yep. It'll be the last time in the that. wood shop. It'll be the last time yeah. in the auto shop. It'll be the last time in the CAD lab, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that will hit at yeah. some point, but. Are you planning on coming back? You going to sub it all, you think, or take some time away Pro probably not mm -hmm. I, I don't I don't see myself subbing I've got uh, I got a lot of construction related stuff yeah. so you'll continue to with fall that. back on yeah I'm not going to go to the coffee shop and yeah <laughs> and sit and talk about yeah. yesteryear yeah I'll, oh, I'll have something I'll have something to do for yeah. sure keep yourself busy for sure yeah or I'll drive and my people wife always crazy. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <And> people <laughs> always need a contractor or somebody that knows their way around a hammer yeah <laughs> I, I did miss something that I wanted to ask, and it is that you worked on some of the houses that were built as part of the mm -hmm. trades class, right? Yep, absolutely. Uh, do you have one that really stands out in your mind as one that was like, that was very interesting, or that was a really good one, or one you drive by and see and think about, or how many um, were there total, do you think? Oh, gosh, there's dozens of them yeah. around town, not that I worked on, but right. I mean, the program was, was viable for long decades. Did you work decades. on that? Well, you were on that program? For, yeah, you ran it for a while, right? Uh, well, no, I didn't or, run it. Um, Mr. Henderson, that's it. retired now. Uh, Did it end with him? 
he was the last official construction teacher that that actually built a uh -huh. building trades house uh -huh. yeah and i was at that point i was doing the house wiring so mr henderson handled the construction in nice. and then i came in and did the wiring mm -hmm. part so i was never in charge of that uh -huh. but i do i do remember the, the the last house that we built several of them were out in taylor subdivision mm -hmm. and uh, the the very last one that we built mr henderson was wanting to do something a little because he was retiring that yeah yeah. And, and so he he uh, he wanted to do something a little extra special. So we put uh, it, it. It looks if you drive out through Taylor Subdivision uh -huh. and you see the house that has like two. Uh, I don't even know what they're called. Um, they're almost like spires, uh, uh -huh. like a castle with a with a uh -huh. the domed pointed roof on it. Uh -huh. That was the very last uh, building trades house. Interesting. So it it got a little extra special treatment <laughs> yeah. um, on that one. Yeah, sure. And uh, I mean the other ones were were very nice homes a lot uh -huh. of times teachers would buy them uh -huh. um my dad bought one actually and yeah. yeah so so it was of really good value obviously uh -huh. you didn't have any labor costs it was just yeah. all in the materials and stuff so uh -huh. it was it was very affordable it, it was a lot of fun because now all of those students can drive through town yeah. and show their kids yeah. hey i built I, that house I when i was in high school yeah yeah that's really cool so it is really neat. It was, I always thought it was a cool thing that this that we did here. Yeah. It's, it's probably even now cost prohibitive, I would guess, to try and keep continuing with that. And the yeah. land-wise, I suppose. To try yeah, and, 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 and just the, the liability aspect yeah. of yeah. transporting the kids to and from the, yeah. the building site each day. And what if somebody falls and breaks their arm or, or you know, heaven forbid, something worse would happen. Yeah. It just became the point that they decided to to let the program we still have construction we mm -hmm. still do stuff like storage buildings and things like that but it's not it's not a full-blown yeah. residence right. i guess yeah. you would say you guys are so. going to build our uh, drama storage yeah actually we're uh, we're putting metal on it right now oh really yeah yep. oh, i'm gonna yep. have to take a look almost have the roof done if it hadn't rained the past couple of days the yeah. roof would be done but we're excited we need some storage <laughs> <laughs> we for sure need some have you had any uh, major injuries in class or memorable ones of kids that uh, got a little out of control um, or just had a mishap. It's bound to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, not, nothing, nothing major. Uh -huh. I mean, I've had, I've had kids nick their finger with a saw sure. blade or something like that, yeah. but but nothing. N we've never had to take somebody to the emergency room. Oh, that's, or, I'd say that's or a really like good that. record. Though. Um, yeah, knock on wood. Thank goodness. Yeah, you um, got a little time. <laughs> but uh, I, <laughs> the worst injury we actually had was me. I. I, huh? I busted my head open with a garage door one time oh, no. um, out in the shop yeah. so I had to go get stitches in my forehead <laughs> but uh, that's the, that's the worst injury that we've had so yeah. and I always tell the students when we're you know the first day or two when we're going over all the safety stuff hey yeah. don't be the first yeah because <laughs> right. you will be if, if something happens you will be the first and only example I ever have <laughs> of somebody getting hurt besides myself <laughs> okay, so uh, looking back into high school for you, what kind of kid were you in school? It seems like you were probably pretty uh, dedicated to your studies. You were uh... Uh, maybe not as much as you might think. Oh, okay, I, I was I was not I was far away from being a straight A student. Okay, well not necessarily um, like straight A or anything, but you I, seem like were you a were you a reliable student? Were you one of those? Oh that yeah, would my show parents would have would have shot me if yeah. I. <laughs> 
had skipped out or something. But yeah. I mean, I, I like the math classes. I like the science classes. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, I found my my niche when when it got to the vocational areas and, the, yes. and all the ag classes so and the FFA did you find contests. That kind of early and, in school. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. My freshman year, I got involved with the FFA and stuff ah, with ag it. classes and uh-huh. things like that. So were you any sports? Or? Uh, yeah, I played basketball. I wrestled, cross country, uh-huh. uh, track. So yeah, I was pretty busy all year long as far as sports go. Who was your favorite teacher in high school? Do you have one you remember? Um, I honestly, I could pick one. Or I mean, two. I had a, I had several that that I liked, that I enjoyed being in their mm-hmm. class. A few that I didn't, and I always try to keep that in sure. mind as I'm standing yeah. in front of a class. Hey, yeah. what did I not like? But yeah. I, I, I think it'd probably be a tie between a couple of them. I had a a, a fresh soft basketball coach, Mr. Tugall. Who, who was very inspirational to me. Uh-huh. He had a son that was my age, actually, uh, that, that had leukemia and actually passed away in the middle of the basketball season. Oh, wow. That's horrible. And, uh, yeah, it really was. And then uh, probably probably the, the – I mean, he was a huge influence, but my, my high school ag teacher, Mr. Green, was probably the reason – one of the biggest reasons that I actually became a teacher. I mean, he just oh, made really? things super fun. Uh-huh. He, you know, he, he drove the bus to all the, all the FFA contests. We had no radios or MP3 players in uh-huh. 1986. Yep. You know, so Mr. Green's up there singing at the top of his lungs uh, just to keep us entertained. And, and it was really fun. Uh, and uh, Was so, he one of the ones that told you you should get into yeah, uh, education? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I still see him every now and then. He's oh, still excellent. alive and kicking. Excellent. And, uh, Can you think of any dumb thing you did as a student that you'd give yourself detention for now if you caught you? Oh, my you? gosh. <laughs> dumb, yeah. Yeah. There's, there were several dumb things that I did. Um I mean, we were pretty notorious for taking – we didn't have a paved parking lot at uh-huh. Red Hill. It was all gravel. We were uh-huh. pretty notorious oh, yeah. for uh, throwing rocks uh-huh. with the cars all over other people's cars. and <laughs> Like spinning out tires? And yeah, oh, yeah. Out, not just chucking rocks like No, that. no spinning yeah, tires, yeah. throwing rocks at, at other yeah. people's cars. <laughs> pretty, pretty common that I wouldn't make it back from lunch on time uh-huh. some days. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I'm nothing real – Super serious, right. but not the not the cleanest record. Let's put sure, it that way. Uh, understood. <laughs> understood. Hopefully, Same. my parents aren't listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> They'll still break out that switch. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. This is the question I, I was asking kids in the build up to creating this podcast thing here. What question should I ask teachers? What do you want to know? The number one question I got, the only real one that I ever get from it was, when you were in school, did you like to party? Were you wild? Um. I went to parties. Yeah. Honestly, I, I never I never really drank hard enough or uh-huh. drugs weren't a super big deal back then. Right. Yeah. Um so They're so now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, absolutely they are unfortunately. Yeah. Um and, and our kids nowadays have to make so many decisions yeah. that earlier that, than that I that I never had to make. Yeah. Um you know, but typically I was the one that wouldn't have a whole lot to drink mm-hmm. and then I could sit and and laugh at people yeah. and, and get them home yeah. from the party that night. You know, there, there's there's two sides of the story, uh-huh. and and I just feel sorry for the kids that that feel like they have to do that uh-huh. just to maintain some some aspect of respect from from their peers because oh, that they have to go hard. They have to yeah, party and, really hard and, and all that. And, yeah, and and going going hard nowadays is mm-hmm. is so much more different than oh it was God. when I was in school. I mean. Yeah. It's it. They're going hard. 
yeah. at stuff mm-hmm. and uh, life-threateningly yes. hard at yeah. times, and it's 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 scary. It is. There's. You know, it's it's hard to it's hard to even know what the full extent is because obviously we don't. You know, we're a couple lame older guys. We're not right. going to really know what they're actually doing. Nobody's going to really give us the. But what I do hear, and then what you see, what's going on with some people, and them seeing it. You know, I think a lot of kids I talk to, the ones that are really abstained from a lot of it, it's because you know they've seen their parents just mm-hmm. sort of get eaten up by stuff, and yeah. they stay away from all that. And the, and the uh, social media. Is just, yeah. I mean, yeah, that puts they feel more like, pressure on it too. Yeah, I mean, they feel like they have to post them doing the most outrageously yeah. stupid stuff just to get anybody's attention anymore. Mm-hmm. So that leads them into things that they willingly or unwillingly don't do, mm-hmm. and it's it's a it's a scary thing for is, for yeah. these guys. I feel sorry for them mm-hmm. in 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 way that that uh, that they feel like they have to do this mm-hmm. just just to get somebody to to pay attention to them it's a very different world than either one of us grew up in and i'm yeah. reminded of that pretty frequently yeah peer pressure was always there but yeah vapes weren't no <laughs> that's for sure no uh and, and not that that's even the i mean that's a pretty bad problem that we've got just because it's so ubiquitous it's mm-hmm. like smoking used to be yeah. just everybody kind of did it and I mean, I did in high school. I've quit since then. But, but yeah, that is that one is everywhere too. But yeah, the hard drugs and the other stuff available out there, and yeah, well, that's scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so okay, I want to go on to some personal stuff here as we're gonna wrap this up a little bit. But you mentioned you really like to build mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some other hobbies and interests you have? What do you do when you take off your teacher hat and you put on? Does it? Because construction and, and the trades they really do go hand in hand. I mean, English. I also write stuff down <laughs> but I don't like write essays when I get mm-hmm. out of here but I do use my communication skills but it's such a that's not the same as like when you're teaching a kid how to wire something and you go and you're doing that exact same thing do you see a ton of crossover with your hobbies what else do you have hobby wise mm-hmm. uh, probably the biggest hobby that I've got is yeah. is is riding my bike I mean I've done uh-huh. that yeah I mean, when I was a little kid, I liked doing yeah. that, and, and I still do. And oh, you and ride to and from school every day. Not every day, but sure. I, I'm, my goal this year was to get to get in half the days to ride. Mm. And yeah, have you re- I'm re-sided? on track right now to make yeah. it, so we'll see or weather-wise what the what the rest or of the year holds the up. Days. But <laughs> but uh, do you? So do you also like you go on cross-country rides or? Or is it? Do you just get enough going to and from school? Now? During during the summertime, I, uh-huh. I go on longer rides, or uh-huh. or I get to hit the trails a lot with my mountain bike and things uh-huh. like that. Uh-huh. Not not as far as I used to when I was younger right. and <laughs> had more time and a whole lot more energy. Cartilage. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there again, the construction stuff, I, I enjoy that. I do it all summer long. Uh-huh. I have I have since I started teaching yeah. uh, before I started teaching, but I enjoy working on. Uh, my son's got a truck and he's got all these big plans for his truck and I enjoy spending time with him doing yeah. that kind of stuff with the, with the girls and my wife you know just anymore at my age it's just nice to have everybody home yeah <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and you know whether we get to go out and eat or, mm-hmm. or you know whatever watching a movie together or something yeah. like that it's just nice to to have the family there to be able to to do something with but yeah excellent I can understand that my, my kids are starting to get their own lives and we got a slightly larger home and they've got their own floor to be on now <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like it's a, I was enjoying it at first and I still am 
because it was fun. Like we weren't all on top of each other all the right, time. But, right, yep. But yeah, they start to disappear. Live in the same house and you younger, rarely see them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Until it's time for supper. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, is, there a, is there a favorite trail you have around here? There's a really nice trail just, just uh, south of town a little bit, but uh-huh. probably the, the, the best trail around here is up by Marshall. Uh-huh. Um, really, really nice trail up by, up by Marshall along the way. For so about an hour and a half to get there. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, it, it's worth the trip. Yeah. So I try to make it up there several times over the summer to, to ride on that one. So. You mentioned uh, sitting down and watching movies and stuff. What do you what do you do to turn off your brain? What do you do to unplug and just not be involved? I mean, do, do you get into a flow when you're working in a that, uh, construction or where you're biking? That's or, my bike time. So that that is yep. how you shut it off yep. and. Yep, okay. I just plug in the earphones, yeah. put on some contemporary Christian or something uh-huh. to listen to, and just take off and just, you know, my my wife teases me all the time because she'll say, "Hey, what were you? What did you think about when you're riding your bike today?" And I'm like, nothing. "Absolutely nothing. I didn't have anybody asking me to do anything. Yes. I didn't have any any, you know, obligations to me. I was just just me, yeah. huffing and puffing." And, and you know, and riding the bike—that's that, yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah, and you know, people ask, "Hey, why do you work so much during the summer with construction and stuff?" And you know, it's just—it's—it's it's so nice because I actually work for a former student, uh-huh. and uh, I just show up for work. And uh-huh. he says, "Here's what we're doing today, and, and here's the material." I don't have to make a plan. I don't have to teach somebody how to how to. Mm-hmm. Lay out a set of stairs. I don't have you know. Redirect somebody. Back yeah, I just or, I just show up for work for three months and go home at five o'clock and it's sweet. <laughs> so to close here, and you've kind of answered this already. I, I don't I don't know if there is a good a good way to approach this, but I just sort of when you look inwardly and you see the end of teaching coming up. How does that make you feel? What are your thoughts about the end of teaching? Because it sounds like you don't really have plans to come back. Do you like welcome it or do you fear it? Or is there something else you feel when you think about the end of this era and the end of you as a teacher? Well, I mean, I, I've, I've worked hard all my life, you know, whether it's at school or, or at the construction site or where it happens to be. And that's just me. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's how I was wired. That's how God put me together. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that to be boastful or anything. That's, right. just, that's just the way I, I do things, you know, hard at it, straight line. I guess one of my perhaps biggest fears is nobody coming in behind me to to carry out, you know, carry on programs mm-hmm. that are that are going. There's the, the students aren't going to change. There's mm-hmm. still going to be people wanting to do yeah. what what we're offering, you know, programs and things. There's just so few instructors in that area anymore when you look at people that are graduating from college and stuff like that there's not that many people in the pool to choose from and there's a lot of jobs because there's a lot of people my age that are you know I'm kind of riding the wave of people my age getting out so there's going to be a lot of jobs and there's going to be more jobs to fill than than people to fill them so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know uh, Mr. Houch and Mr. Rusk are already looking. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't retire till the end of next year. They're already yeah. out looking mm-hmm. for, for somebody to, to come in and, 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 and fill in in the programs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I just hope and pray that they can, that they can come up with something yeah. to keep the students interested in that kind of, 
you know, those types of occupations and those mm -hmm. skills and whether, whether they actually become an electrician or not, yeah. they're going to, they're going to put new lights in at their own house. They're going to, yeah. they're going to need right. to know how to, how to wire something up in the, in the new shed that they put out there. And they mm -hmm. want to know, Hey, how do I wire a welder up? Well, Maybe they just want to know how it works. Right. Know? So, you know, how do I change a flat tire? How do yeah. I, how do I, you know, how do I put shingles on a roof? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not good. Maybe they don't make a living at it, but right. at least, at least when they call the contractor and he says, hey, we yeah. need 15 squares of shingles, they know what a square of shingles right. is. And at they least know they know. what to expect out of that work, right. too, if yeah. they're going to pay somebody to do it for them. So, so as a, a teacher going into your last year, do you have any a couple words of advice for any teachers going into their first year? <laughs> I remember I remember asking somebody that my first year. Yeah. And their answer kind of threw me oh, off. Oh yeah. Oh, I'd a love bit. to hear this. I said, you know, what basically almost the exact same question uh -huh. that you just asked, and, and their response was, "Your best friends in the building need to be the custodians and the cooks." And I kind of looked at them like, "Okay." Yeah. That is the best advice <laughs> from a teacher that I ever uh -huh. got. Yeah. Because if, if you if you will if you will you don't you don't have to worry about what the principal thinks. <laughs> Those secretaries are gonna cover yes. your butt yeah. and they've covered my butt for oh, thirty three yeah. years. Uh -huh. Those cooks are gonna yeah. give you a little bit of extra helping, uh -huh. the custodians. Yeah. I mean, those the bus drivers, yeah. the the folks that Sometimes teachers think they're a little bit too good oh, to yeah. have to I, deal with. I hope a per, any teacher that thought that would get straightened out pretty quickly. Yeah, I hope because you would think. Besides it just being uh, rude, yeah. <laughs> just a bad way to look at life. Like, oh, look how superior I am. I'm a public school right. teacher. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and, and it's the same way with kids. I mean, yeah. kids come in. They they've got yeah. the name in the community. Their yeah. their families, oh, sure. you know, very supportive and. They've always had, you know, and that can be a toxic thing sometimes yeah, to somebody. It yeah, really can. And as a job. teacher, you have to you have to be able to look yeah. beyond that and say, well, what about the what about the kid that doesn't have? Yeah. And if you're not willing to do that, it's uh -huh. you're going to be you're going to be uh, <laughs> struggling. Yeah. Right off the bat. For sure. So. Mr. Cummins, thank you so much for coming in. Absolutely, talking to me today. I enjoyed I, this. I, I did too. I really, really did enjoy it. Thank you so much, and you matter, Mr. Cummins. Well, thank you. You do too, Mr. Ryden. Thank I you know very it. much. <laughs> Thanks again to Mr. Brian Cummins for that interview. I had a really nice time talking to him. I've worked with him here and there on those drama uh, programs, on the, the construction for the sets. But we kind of get limited interaction. So what are your experiences in the trades department? I don't really have a lot of experience in the trades department, yeah, but I feel, like it's drama always a, <laughs> ugh, I feel like it's always good to hear kind of... I've walked in the shop a couple times yeah. back when there was construction. Uh -huh. I used to walk through the shop in those classrooms to get to my classes over in the old science wing. Right. Was that during remodel, maybe, when we had to yeah. go through weird routes yeah. to go through like the, the school? Yeah, like the back way where you'd uh -huh. go through the, like, where you'd and go And the fences outside. were up for construction. So it was always fun to kind of pop my head in there and see what they got going on and just... We have a really great uh, trades program down there, the construction that, you know, we t I talked to Brian, as you would have heard, a little bit about the uh, houses they used to build around town which my father lives wow. in one of those. Yeah, they used to have a project every year, but it just became prohibitive because of materials costs and stuff like that. Bring it um, back. It would be super cool, but I think it just doesn't work anymore. And I think property costs, too. There's just oh, not that many places yeah. to buy up and do. But they still like that. You'll see that they're building like a small, like inside the shop, like a, a barn or, or a little um, mm -hmm. uh, garage or something like that or a shed. 
Um, and they actually do, you know, like wiring, like real world wow. stuff. But, oh, yeah, they have like panels that are all set up that the kids learn wiring. And I look at it and I'm like, you know, as a teacher, I see it and I'm like, oh, I see exactly how this would work and how this uh -huh. would be a really good like method of teaching them different wiring and different types of things and how they have to, to learn from it. And I know we have a lot of kids that go through there. And like when I talked to Brian, there's definitely often a type that's not always the kids that go through there, but there it is kids that like to work with their hands, that don't mind getting dirty and maybe even kind of like getting a little bit dirty mm -hmm. uh, getting out there. And, and Brian's just really great with those kids. And so uh, it was really great to talk to him. Once again, if there are any teachers that you would like to be interviewed by Our School Matters, uh, please email us at vatclub at rccu1.net. That's batclub at rccu1.net. Um, we're looking for suggestions for students. I think we've got about is it four or five slots left for students at this point. Five or six. Five or six. Uh, no, because you have four done and you got another one oh. on the horizon, right? I'm yeah. pretty sure you have four done. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And then I've got, I believe, two or three more, but I have a couple that aren't confirmed. So I need to get some more on there. So I'd love to hear, uh, not about necessarily, I keep saying teachers first. It's just the way my brain goes. But if you, are there any other staff at uh, the building that you would like to hear interviewed on this podcast? Those are the people I'd really like to find some staff members and get their insights on the mm -hmm. school. And we definitely want some students that you think would be interesting and have stuff to say. And, of course, be willing to, to go on here and talk to Sophia. They won't have to talk to me. So that we might tell them that. Shush. All right. Well, have a wonderful week, and we will see you back here on Friday with an interview with Sophia. Bye. 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 See you. Bye, guys. Bye. For all you bad close, for all you close microphone fans, here's a little send off for no. you. Goodbye from J Ride. See ya. The flip flop. Our school matters with your hosts Sophia Rains and Jeffrey Wright. Produced by me, Evan Irvin. Executive produced by Jeffrey Ryden and Sophia Raines. Theme and incidental music composed and performed by Evan Irvin. Research provided by Abby Atwood. Our School Matters is hosted by Voices of Richland County Podcast Network, an RCHS VAT Club affiliate. Rate and review the show on Apple or Google Podcasts, and we may read your comments on our show. You can also contact us at VATClub at rccu1.net. Please subscribe to us on your preferred podcast apps.